Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Rasil, your host. How are we all this morning? Say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for this new day. We thank you for this opportunity to be with you. We thank you, Father, that you have called us, each one by name, to come to you. You choose who gets to be with you. It is not something that we can take for granted. It is our privilege and we acknowledge that privilege, that honor that you bestow on us today. We acknowledge the time, the attention that you give us, Father. And there are 7 billion people around the world and yet you give each of us individual attention when our hearts connect with you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the peace and the joy. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. All that you pour into our hearts every time we come to you. And we want to share all of that, Lord. That relationship that we share with you. The extent to which we know you and get to know more of you each day. We want to share all of that, Lord. With all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family called by your name. We share it with all those that are beneficiaries of prayer requests on this prayer group and all those that have no one to pray for them. We offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord. We also share it with all those that are Christians and have not encountered you personally. And with all those that do not want to know you. Let their hearts be quickened, Father. Draw them near. Let their eyes be opened to see you. To see the truth. In your light. And all the darkness be dispelled from their life. And they be set free. So as we make our prayer this morning, Father, we start by calling on your name. The one who is the lifter and the preserver of men. The great I am blots out our transgressions and casts our sins behind his back to remember them no more. The God of Abraham who always honors faith, God who is a consuming fire, ever seeking to purify us, that all the stain can be washed off clean. The Father of light who grants us his gifts and is able to make every grace abound towards us, the ancient of days, our fortress, our strong tower, our deliverer, our shield and our strength. The one who is ever compassionate and looks over all our sins, all our failures, all our weaknesses, continuing to love us just the same. The father who corrects us as his children, but never stops loving us. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the Lion of Judah, our rock, 
and we shall reflect more on that rock today. The Lord who is our redemption. The only name by which we can be saved. The one who is our daily bread. And he leads us in the battle against evil. The rider on the white horse. We pray in the name of his spirit. The one who is our comforter, who strengthens us. Our standby, our advocate. The one who intercedes on our behalf. The God who has made his tabernacle within our bodies. So that we do not need to go searching anywhere. He is here with us, within us. And we carry him with us everywhere we go. When we come to that understanding and acknowledge him. We know and are aware then of the authority that exists within us. The power that we carry. He is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And now gives life to our mortal bodies. The one who reveals the deep and secret things of the Father. He is the breath of the Father given to us that that life force can be within us. So if God is for us, who can be against? Who can stand against in the day of battle? We thank you, Lord, that you gave us your son, you gave us your spirit, you gave us your word, and you teach us your hidden principles, the mysteries, the deep secret things that as we are made aware more and more of who we are and our relationship with you and our authority that is bestowed by you, the king himself, then we are able to stand in that strength. But it is not by our own strength, not by our might, not by any of our power, but all of that comes by your spirit. Through him we are made overcomers. Overcome us because Jesus first won the victory for us. We thank you, Father, for that victory, for that sacrifice that he paid. So that our atonement is made in full. The accuser has no opportunity to point a finger at us. We thank you, Father, that you do not leave your own behind. Not even the hundredth lost sheep. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels and destiny help us. You provide all our needs in accordance with your riches. You are able to make every grace required abound towards us. You are ever willing to forgive and you renew your mercy for us. We thank you, Lord, that you have created these systems of advantage and placed them in our lives. So that when we understand them and we use them, apply them with that understanding, we can only see victory when we are with you. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with family, with friends. They represent the love that you have for us. People that will stand by us even in our difficult times, even in the times when they know that we have failed, that we have made mistakes. And yet they do not judge and they stand by us. A true representation of your love, Father. We thank you, Lord, for that. And today as we reflect, this is a part of Moses. This is Moses' part of the journey in the wilderness. In particular, I'd like to reflect on the fact that Moses was God's chosen prophet. 
He was the one that saw him face to face, the only one. The one that led the Israelites out of slavery. The one that God gave his law to. And Jesus demonstrated in John chapter 3 verses 14 and 15 that Moses foreshadowed his own work as the Messiah. When Moses prophetically raised the bronze serpent on a pole. Moses was also described as one of exemplary faith in Hebrews chapter 11 among all the other great ones of faith that are mentioned in there. And after him, no one has ever shown the mighty power of God or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did perform in the sight of all Israel. The mighty miracles. And yet when the Israelites were about to enter the promised land, Moses was not allowed to enter. Today we reflect on the reasons for God to punish his beloved and decorated prophet. Why did he punish him? And we see that God gives him the reasons for it. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 51 and 52, where he says, Because you broke faith with me among the sons of Israel at the waters of Meribah Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, and because you did not treat me as holy among of the sons of Israel, for you shall see the land opposite you from a distance. But you shall not go there into the land which I am giving to the children of Israel. Must have been painful for Moses after all that journey. Having crossed that desert twice, one on his own and the second time leading the Israelites. And this time for 40 years. Faithfully going on, soldiering on. To fulfill his mission, which he did fulfill. He did lead them to the doorstep of that promised land. So let's now understand why did God say this. Let's first take a look at what happened at the waters of Meribah. Because that is what he referred there. The waters of Meribah Kadesh as written in Numbers chapter 20. When the Israelites came to the desert of Zin. And there was no water they turned against Moses and Aaron. And so Moses and Aaron went to the Lord's tent of meeting, the tent of his presence, to ask him what is to be done. And there the Lord said to them, gather the people and speak to the rock. And water will come from it. And then as Numbers 20, verse 10 and 11 records, Records it, Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. He gathered all the Israelites before the rock. And he said to them, hear now you rebels. Shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice. And water came out from the rock as God had promised. But God immediately told Moses and Aaron that because they failed to trust him enough to honor him as holy, 
they would not lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And that is exactly what happened. Aaron died at Mount Hor and Moses near Mount Nebo. But they did not enter the land, both of them. So let's look at the reasons that God was so angered to deal this harsh punishment to his prophet. Number one, Moses disobeyed God. In the tent of his presence, he was told to speak to the rock, not strike it with his staff. He had done that before. The first time there was no water and the Israelites complained. We see that in Exodus chapter 17, verse 6 at Mount Horeb. God told him to strike the rock and water would come out of it. And he thought the same would work here. God did honor his actions though. Water still came out of the rock. The outcome was the same as promised. But this time, God punished him for disobedience because he did of his own will. He didn't follow the instruction through completely. And this could happen to us too. The last time we prayed for a healing, God said, lay hands on the person. This time he may say, pour water on their head. And it is possible that you being embarrassed to do it may just go and lay hands again. But that is still disobedience. And even though the person may get healed, it is important to pay attention to his instruction. Therefore, each time, as it may be different. And to trust God and the instruction that he gives you. Now this could have serious implications for our ministry as well. Where we know that he has given us a particular ministry. It has also been prophesied over us. And yet we see no spiritual progress. The question to ask ourselves is, have I disobeyed any of his instructions? Pray for him to reveal that. He did not even spare Moses, a man who had been obedient all along for all those years. One mistake, just one mistake. Number two, secondly, we see that Moses took credit for the miracle. Look closely at the verse we read there in Numbers 20, verse 10, where Moses said to the people, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? He wasn't acknowledging God in that miracle. He said, shall we, Moses and Aaron, shall we bring it? And that was done publicly in front of all the Israelites, in the assembly of the people. His words had a hint of pride in them. Because he looked down on the Israelites and he called them rebels. He said, hear now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? God could not let it go unpunished and expect the Israelites to understand his holiness. Number three, and this is the big one, 
as it has prophetic meaning. So I'd like each of you to listen carefully to this. There's a big revelation in there now. In Exodus chapter 17, the Lord said prophetically to Moses, strike the rock and water will come out of it. Here he was prophetically speaking about Jesus, who is the rock. We have seen that when he died and was pierced on the side, they came from his side water and blood for the people. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, Paul alludes to both these events. When he says, all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them. And the rock was Christ. So Exodus 17, where Moses struck the rock and the crucifixion of Jesus. Where Jesus was struck, Jesus, the rock was struck, wounded and crucified and water came out of him as a sign of new life for the Israelites. And we have reflected on that a few days ago. Now here in Numbers chapter 20, that we are reflecting on today, where Moses was told again the second time about the rock. This time God said, speak to the rock and water will come out of it. He did not say strike it again. The speaking could have been referring to prayer. Pray to him. Speak to him and he will hear and grant grace and life. That is Jesus. And he will grant an answer to your prayer, which in their case was the prayer for water. Now Jesus had to die only once. Hebrews 7 verse 27 tells us he had to die only once and that sacrifice was enough. There was no need to offer daily sacrifices like the Israelites have done in in the book of Leviticus and Numbers that we see, they, were do, they had to perform daily sacrifice there. But here, Hebrews 7 verse 27 tells us Jesus had to die only once. And so when Moses was instructed to speak, he did not speak to the rock, but instead struck it again. It was like prophetically crucifying Jesus all over again a second time. Now let's go back to those reasons that God gave him. Deuteronomy 32, verse 51 and 52, where he said, Because you broke faith with me among the sons of Israel at the waters of Meribah Kadesh. Moses wasn't just breaking faith. He was breaking a system that God was setting up. The typology that God was setting up for the people. We know that everything in the New Testament is a reflection of the Old Testament. And for that to be so, as a reflection, the type or the pattern must first be set up in the Old Testament. We saw that with the wine and the hyssop as well that we reflected on the other day. The type and the pattern set in the book of Numbers in the Old One. And then it's a reflection seen here with Jesus on the cross. And so Moses was breaking and preventing that typology from being set there. The system that would then prophetically carry 
its message into the new testament with jesus on the cross the rock and then god said because you did not treat me as holy among the sons of israel so that was a reference to moses' disobedience and pride which is why he had to undergo punishment but in all of this we must remember that god is still loving and compassionate he let moses see the promised land he took him up to mount nebo and he showed him all the lands that will be given to the children of israel all those lands that were promised to abraham and his descendants and the bible records in deuteronomy 34 verse 6 he even buried moses so he still loved moses the same and he continued to use him as his prophet even after this incident but the example had to be set for others coming after him and those others are including us as well moses on his part accepted god's judgment and punishment he did not complain and he continued to fulfill his duty and honor god what does it mean for us for us it means that we ought to be obedient to god's instruction and in that we honor him through our obedience to pay attention to pay attention to his instruction so we don't break process and we don't fall out of alignment like moses did we don't let your anger turn your humility into pride always acknowledge god and when we make mistakes don't turn away from him turn towards him as a son turns to his father and all that jesus taught us there as well is surrender to him and he is ever willing to forgive but if we turn away from him we are hiding our guilt or probably justifying it father in the name of jesus i pray that we understand the importance of the lesson that we learn from this incident so that in all our speakings in all our listenings of your instruction we are obedient right to the last detail that you mention in there we ask for a sharpening of our spiritual senses lord to hear clearly from you and our discernment to know that it is you speaking to us so that every instruction you give us father we fulfill it in obedience without doubt without questioning knowing that it is our father speaking to us we ask for that grace for obedience and the grace for boldness father that no matter how difficult or awkward it may seem we still fulfill that instruction as you have given us the way you have asked us to do it we ask for that edification in our spirit today and as we pray for spiritual edification we pray also for our physical and temporal needs for all the needs 
of our prayer group for all the requests that have been mentioned on this prayer group. We pray for those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo procedures. For all families that are embattled, that are facing separation and division. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. All kinds of limitations, slavery and bondage. We pray for all those that are battling financial challenges as well and challenges of busyness. Anything that seeks to keep your people away from praying. We come against all of these by your precious blood, Jesus. We cover each of them as well as every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by your precious blood, Lord. We draw the bloodline around them and we declare that as our hedge of protection, of defense. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with our needs. Especially those needs which will free up our lives from busyness and from limitation to be able to spend more in an inclination towards prayer and towards communion with you, Father. We dispatch them in accordance with your will, your plan for us. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us and protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disaster. I declare that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus and seated with him in his throne, high above all principalities and power. Speak under that authority, the authority of the King of Kings, his name. We pray also for all those members of our family and our friend circles that are not yet saved, that have not yet experienced salvation. Quicken them, O oh Father, and draw them near, that their hearts be turned to you when they call on your name. And we know that everyone that calls on your name shall not end up in shame, but they shall be delivered. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we speak our faith and release it, it is your spirit that moves. That prayer is made under an open heaven. And it is your spirit that brings down the revelation from you, O Lord, our Father. That through that revelation, we are given a manifestation of a miracle in our lives. We are given the wisdom, the understanding, the answer, the way out of that challenge. And the result is abundance. We thank you, Father, that you hear our prayer. And we join our spirits with yours to be one spirit as we make this our prayer in faith. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. And those that are praying for the gift of tongues to release their tongue and their faith 
and to ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Chandra 
and the image he gave me was of precious glittering jewels. The scripture I've been given is Ephesians 5, 14 to 16. Therefore it is said, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat, and this is from 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 7, where it is written, But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude, just a reminder about our Bible study session tomorrow. The topic is the power of proclamation. And if you've been paying attention to the last topic on authority, then this is the next step in that. This is how you will be using it. We will learn that the word of God along with his breath, his spirit, gives life to various situations. We will also learn to take hold of God's word to execute God's written judgments. So that's learning how to use that authority now. It will be an eye-opener, a very powerful topic. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and YouTube. We have shared a flyer in the Telegram group, which has clickable links on the words Zoom and on YouTube. Please share that PDF flyer with all your friends and family. Make sure you bring at least one new person whose life can be transformed this Friday. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out carrying our testimony and bearing his gospel and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Thursday, everyone. Thank, thank you, Russell. You, Russell. God, God, bless God bless everyone. everyone. God bless everyone. Yes, yes, thank you, Russell. Thank you, Gospel. Thank you.